How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal, as always, to my right, my host and my dad, Noel Teal. Dude, I I tried to watch the Combine. I I can't. You can't do it? I can't do it. I'll tell you, I, I'll tell you this. I had it on. I had it on earlier. I agree with you. A little, little boring out there when uh, you're just, you know, the, the, the 20th 40 yard dash in a row is, is, you know, it's, it's not, it's not primetime television. I'd rather no. football just come back already. Uh, but I'll right. tell you what was good football. Um, my flag football game that I just came back from uh, and played Ooh, an excellent game. Tell. I mean, this should have been on ESPN here. It was, it was rivalry game back and forth. Uh, I scored the opening touchdown and then ended up scoring the game-winning touchdown. Defense got really? the stop on the uh, on the one-point conversion. Uh, we extend the uh, the undefeated season another week, so it was uh, very very wow. thrilling to to be out there, you know, and 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 get a get a much needed win. So so for those who don't know, right? Mm-hmm. You started tackle football at seven years old. Yep. Right, you were That's on the correct. tiny mites or the mighty mites or whatever it was, and you were a force. Mm-hmm. You you were on the defensive line. Nobody yep. could block you. The coach would scream at the offensive line. Somebody block AJ. You were a dynamo. Yep. They moved you to offensive line because you were right. one of the bigger good. kids. Still was yeah. pretty good. You, yep. Still not as good, but 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 good, yep. okay. Mm-hmm. And then. I, I made the bad move of moving you to AAU uh, mm-hmm. at, at 12, 11 or 12 years old, and you and started the, playing with kids that were five times the size. They were very big over there. They were a little big, yeah. And you didn't grow. You stopped growing, and you were a little stocky nothing. And you said, Dad, I want to quit football. And it broke my heart, but, you know, you got to do it. You know what's best for you your know, kids. Concussions later, it, was, it wasn't – it wasn't fun anymore to just get destroyed when the, when the running backs were bigger than me, who was playing linebacker, it wasn't very fun yeah. anymore. No. And ended up growing seven inches the summer I quit. And well, here, that was the point I was getting to like, it was a little late to return, but there were thoughts. So, about so, it. so, so that's the point I was about to make. You ended up growing seven, eight inches. You put on like 40 pounds of muscle and here we are, 21 years old. You're what, like six, one and a half, 200 pounds, solid. Solid. Dude. Running like, routes out here. The, the, you know, the athleticism is up. And, you know, if I could go back and do it all again, you know. It, you'd be it, a great tight end. I would have been a really, really strong tight end there because, you know, right. I've, been, I've, been, I've been the red zone target here the last, the last couple of years in, in flag. So maybe it's time to do a walk-on this spring I'm, and try I'm out for the to come to one of the games. It's right next to the, the, the stadium. Why, why won't he come out and scout? Why, why can't you just be proactive and go out there and, and, and try out during the walk-off? We'll have to see what, uh, we'll have to see if, if I'm really about that life. Cause I don't know if I'm about, you know, practicing all the time to <laughs> never, to never actually play. But anyway, yeah. that was fun. Uh, we got some <laughs> yeah. stuff to talk about today. We'll round out the offensive free agents with our remaining tight ends and a couple offensive linemen that we'll talk about that headline the list. Um, before There's not we a lot to, of them. Not a lot, but some tight ends we definitely need to talk about that made a name for themselves this year. And then defense we will move to next week. And then also some college basketball news with Kansas losing in a historic win streak getting snapped. Uh, UCF got back on the board, so we'll talk about some Big 12 hoops around, ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, around this week. 
Um, and then we will also get into some other news and notes around sports. So let's get into it. Let's run it. Let's start over there. Uh, we've been talking about Miss Caitlin Clark a lot. She uh, mm-hmm. broke the scoring record. Iowa is doing very well. Uh, they just played a game, or they're they're playing a game this weekend against Ohio State, and I saw the tickets are, like, out of this world, the highest ticket prices ever for any yeah. women's basketball game, pro or college. So it's ridiculous. Uh, people she's want to 50, see her. She's 51 points away from braiding Pistol Pete Maravich's all-time wow. scoring it's crazy. Number. She, she yeah. continues to break records, and then she also broke the news today by declaring for the WNBA uh, the almost locked-in uh, projected number one overall pick next year. Yeah. And we will see uh, if her legacy can continue on in the professional, you know, in the professional league. I'm not going to lie. I was a little shocked. I would think with NIL that mm-hmm. she could make so much more money staying in college and right. put – such distance between the scoring record and mm-hmm. anyone else that's coming up the ranks. It's a little interesting before the season's over. Is that a normal thing? Uh-huh. Yeah. They always have to like let people know around this time. Yeah. But I mean, but, I guess there, but yeah, I'm I'm with you a little bit. We know the WNBA pay wise is not the best. That's pretty obvious. So you know, I I'm with you with NIL nowadays. She she does very well, especially with, you know, being one of the most pivotal, uh, you know, women, women in, you know, college sports. It's yeah. it's a little surprising when you put it that way. Yes. I, I mean, she's going to get endorsements. She's going to do advertisements. Right. I mean, those things. But I, I again, I might be mistaken, but I thought I saw somewhere where I like the top pay in the league is like two hundred fifty thousand dollars or something crazy. Like they don't make a lot of money. Yeah, it's it's not a lot. So we'll have to see if you know the endorsements really carry over to where it, I'm sure she was had a, made it a informed decision on yeah. on on that. So Spe- I'm sure she'll be speak- okay. Speaking of packed houses, are are you in the know about the fact that there's now a women's professional hockey league? I there there was a professional women's hockey league back in the day, and then it got. And then it was dissolved. It's yeah. there's a there's a new one. There's a new one. And the other night, uh, New York was playing somebody, and they nineteen thousand people came to the game. Were they nineteen thousand incentive to to go to the game? No, no, they're 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 blowing out attendance numbers. Wow, that's crazy. Isn't that awesome? Like, that's awesome. Oh, listen, I, I love it. Spread more hockey. I'm all for that. So that's dude. They, they, it was a great thing, man. So I don't. I mean, again, I'm sure like the four, maybe four of our listeners watch hockey. You know, but uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was a guy. It was a Toronto Maple Leafs against Ottawa, and they are hated rivals. And yep. the guy from Ottawa came down and took a slap shot in the empty net, and that's mm-hmm. like a sort of a you know, unwritten rule that you don't do that and show the other team up, but he didn't give a crap. And he was like, just slammed it. And really? some girl uh, in the women's professional hockey league the other night did it also. And the girl and this other girl went to go hit, hit her. And she just kind of like sideswiped her and she <laughs> went right into the boards. It was the funniest thing you've ever seen. That's funny. Well, <laughs> it was good stuff. Man. Maybe, maybe we'll start keeping up with women's hockey. Yeah. What about, what about some news here? The the Dodgers' new star Shohei Otani got married. Married. What? Married. It was very hush, very kept down. But isn't the, everything that he does kind of hush? Did he not even tell his teammates? Or 
I mean, listen, I, I, secret, the, the, fact, secret the fact that the manager didn't know, like, I mean, Dave Roberts was like, Hey, I'm happy for him. That's good to know. Maybe I need to get a wedding gift for them now. You yeah, know, like, right. I, listen, I mean, he is a very private guy with Tani. He's not mm-hmm. out in the, in the limelight. Right. Uh, I think he's just very happy being, you know, in, in, in keeping his personal life quiet. And hey, good for him, man. Yeah, good for him, and and good, good for that wife because she yeah, just what? became a a very rich woman. Very very rich woman. Right. I assume she's Japanese. Probably, yeah. Probably a hometown. Uh, yeah. You know, a, a a girl that he he met back in in Japan. All right, yeah. keep it going with the just weird news that we're filling today's episode with. How about Jerry Jones in the news? Not for anything football related, uh, but how about father related? Uh, Jerry Jones coming out, uh, a report coming out that he must legally take a paternity test uh, with a, is this a 27-year-old woman? 27-year-old. 27-year-old. To to prove that he is or is not the father of her child. Jerry Jones getting active still at at what, 80-something years old? He's still getting down? This cannot be. I mean, now, granted. Would you be surprised? Would you be surprised? No. I wouldn't be. Now, obviously, this happened in the mid-90s. Correct, yeah. this This, this this It's not like he impregnated somebody two years ago. Yes, let's get that across. (laughs) But it also is weird that this is coming out now if it was that long ago. Well, this 27-year-old woman is basically saying, hi, dad. I think you're the dad, you know. You mm-hmm. and mom must have hooked up behind, uh, you know, your wife and, and had a little extra marital affair yep. and, uh, you know, which he has denied. But uh, I, I would I'm I'm quite interested to see if uh, this woman uh, <laughs> happens to be, uh, you know, the, the daughter he never had, because I he's got three kids. Right. Are they, aren't they? Uh, no, maybe one's a girl. I think it's two sons and a girl. But yep. yeah, the, the, these kinds of things, man. Man, you know, you never know. It's Jerry you Jones, that the a mysterious man uh, for Miss yeah. Mister Mister Jones. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm definitely interested to see what this is all about. Very very interested. All right, let's go to. I hope this doesn't. I hope this doesn't take his eye off the ball that he said he was going to be all in and spending a crap load of money to bring in all these he superstars. He ain't spending any money. He's not spending. Any money. <laughs> all right, college basketball this week. We had some. Very entertaining games. Uh, we like to talk Big 12 on here because obviously being with UCF, we're following their f- first season in the yes. Big 12. They got a much-needed win, a big road win against Oklahoma State. Yes, the worst team record-wise in the Big 12, but they've played a, a lot better. Much as a better letter. Yes. Some big wins. They've had some upsets against a couple teams, um, and they, uh, you know, to win on the road, we talked about, especially in this conference, is super hard. And the UCF played a really hard-fought game. Uh, it was fat. I mean, they the the refs were calling everything, uh, every everything. single of the finger. Uh, they called yeah. a foul, and and in those games, you gotta hit free throws. And and honestly, they did, and Oklahoma State did not. And that's what what got it done in the end was that in defense. In the, when, when's the last time you saw five different players foul out of a game? And it, it shouldn't in be college. like that, especially in no. a conference like this. You yes. should be the, the the game should be called much harder than that. Uh, you should have different fouls. Let them play, um, and and only only clear obvious contact that that you know dis- 
impacts a play or impacts a shot should be yes. called. And we've seen that in a lot of games. A lot of games, the refs have let them play. But sometimes you get these games where the refs were just not having it and and they they were calling everything. But UCF really, pro- prolongs really, and then they get the win. It really bothered me. But, you know, thank God we did get the win. I'll tell you one thing, man. It's uh, it, it was really interesting to watch this game. There was literally about eight people in the stands at Oklahoma State. There was nobody there. Nobody. No, no support from from the uh, from now, the fans of Oklahoma State. Now I know when these teams come to UCF, they're like, "Wow, this stadium is rocking!" Right? That place, you could have had a church ceremony. You could have heard a, a pin drop in there. Yeah, it was. It was really crazy. I mean, I think they had more cheerleaders than they did fans. Yeah. So, good win for UCF. On the other and hand, UCF's big- got two great games coming up. Yeah, we play, two big ones. We play the top two teams in the Big 12 on Saturday and Wednesday. So, if we want any chance at the tournament, it's, it's, it's in the next week. It's, uh, it's, it's right there. You know, the, the right opportunity is there. You play two top 10 teams. That's how you get in the tournament is you you, you yep. just want the opportunity. So we'll see if you get, the, you get number the one and number six. Play. Team will be ready yep. to play. Yeah. All right. Let's okay. go to uh, the biggest upset of the week. BYU over Kansas in Kansas. It's a go. huge win for BYU. This is why we talk about BYU. Statistically, they haven't put it all together at times. They're, they're unranked now. But yeah. statistically, this is a top team in the country. They, oh, I love this They shoot team. the ball. The way that they defend, uh, you know, the, the just the – the ability to make shots on their team is unlike you know any team in the country. They're number one in threes, three po- three pointers taken, three point percentage. They spread the floor. Everyone can shoot one through five, and they put it all together in this game against a team that hasn't lost at home in nineteen straight games. So that was a huge upset on the road. There was also a stat I saw. It was almost a hundred games that Kansas has won in a row at home, leading at half. So BYU <laughs> defies the odds on this one to get a huge win. They were falling, not out of the tournament, but falling towards the bubble danger area. This win was huge for them on the road to get a huge quad one win against a top 10 team and should lock them in to uh, to, to March Madness. I'm, I'm going to say this now. I said it before, and I'm going to say it when we preview for March Madness. This point guard, Dalen Hall, is yeah. excellent. And Jackson Robinson is one of my favorite favorite players in the entire country. And yep. those two guys both scored 18 points and balled out. They balled I mean, out. Just Completely. balled out. They scored they, they hit seven threes between the two of them. They were absolutely fantastic. Dalen Hall is a just I he just looks like John Stockton to me. I mean it's yep. just unbelievable. And and Jackson Robinson is just an exciting electric player uh who comes off the bench. He's probably sixth man of the year. And they 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 look Kansas is without uh, McCullers, you know, yep. um, you know, and 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 without Kevin McCullough Jr., you, you're 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 down an All American, and and he's going to be gone likely the rest of the season. Maybe makes it back for the tourney, you know, for 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 March Madness. But right now, with his mm-hmm. knee issue, he may not be back. And yeah, this team is not a seven seed without him. I don't think they're going anywhere without no. him. I, I nope. think this team already has flaws. They're 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 short. You know, they, they run short on the no bench. bench. No uh, bench. And, and, you know, Dickinson had a really hot start to the year. He's cooled down yeah. off as of late. Some teams have figured him out, kind of played bully ball with him, and it's it's definitely gotten in his head. Uh, Kansas is definitely a, a sort of falling to the pretender 
sort of, of range as we go to March here. So keep an eye out for them as maybe a team you want to fade as we go well, to the tournament. It, like you said, there's no depth, right? They, they, they have four very good players. Without McCuller Jr., you're, you're dealing with a big, big 20-point scorer that's not in the lineup. No, no bench at all. I mean, I think their bench scored in this game nine points. Sure. You know, I mean, you're getting nothing from them. I mean, Jackson Robinson came off the bench, scored 18. You right. know? So you're, you're hoping that you're going to get it from KJ Adams, Dickerson, and Furphy. You know, yep. and you did. I mean, you got, you know, 38 points from the three of them, which is okay. Right. But, you know, Dickerson scoring 17 and 10 is like, okay, that's good. But when you have to be the guy, he's not putting up Zach Eady numbers. No, he's not. So it's it's a team it's a team that's treading treading you know in in a, a probably the wrong direction that they want to be going into March right now. Fade Kansas and buy uh, Kentucky and BYU right now. Well, another team I just want to highlight real quick before we move on is is Tennessee. Tennessee's the real mm-hmm. deal. This is a really mm-hmm. good team, and they're highlighted by one of the best players that isn't talked about enough in in all of college basketball, which is Dalton Connect. And yeah. uh, he he is just he's explosive. I mean, mm-hmm. this guy is averaging twenty on the season, but he has at least five games that I've seen this season with thirty plus points. And this one against Auburn, who's a good Auburn team, top ten in the nation, uh, he goes for thirty nine against. <laughs> and he is just he's a pure athlete. He can shoot the three. He's a great driver, both hands. He's a he's a player that you can easily see being a storyline in March and taking over. And we've seen Tennessee be really good. They've had all you know these players the last couple of seasons, but they've, they've gotten the sweet 16 and come up short, you know, and, and 30 round of 32 come up short. This is a team. They, they still have Viscovi on that team. He's, he, he's been part of the, uh, he he's been, been playing well though. He's been part of, of the tournament teams in the past. And, and they got experience on this team. They have a bench. This is a team I'd buy right now, especially when you go to March, you want these, these top players that, that have, you know, been balling out all season and they're hitting their stride, especially going into March. I would really, yeah. Be interested in Tennessee, especially watch the SEC tournament. If they can win that and they could possibly still move up to a one seed, I think they're a team that could that can make a Final Four run. So my only issue is that literally this team goes as Connect goes, right? I mean, Connect took 21 shots. The entire starting team didn't take 21 shots combined. He's, but he's that good. He is no, that no, good I, of a player. 100%. I, I think he's one of the best players in the country. But it, he is the he's the baller, and if he it's kind of like um, last year with Auburn, or maybe it was the year before. But uh, what's his name, Jabari Smith, right? Yep. When Jabari Smith went off, Auburn was untouchable. When Jabari yep. Smith had an off game, they were beatable. And I think that's Tennessee. If Connect has a great game, look out because Viscovi has been playing terrible the last like month. They've been getting a decent job from Ziegler, but you know it's really Connect and they do. So I I. I I like the team. I don't love the team. I don't love. Well, the team. I just like special players, and I think Connect is is a really, yeah. really special. I, one. I, I really like on the other side. I like Johnny Broom. You know, on mm-hmm. Auburn, I think that guy's a beast. You know, so that's a, guy a that, sneaky team. Auburn's a team oh, that yeah. I didn't expect this year to really you know make a lot of noise, but they've been they're they're sneaky. They got some young guys. They're they're a solid team. They've had some inconsistencies at time, but. Definitely can play. a good team. Yeah, Auburn can definitely play. Um, you know, I mean, they just ran into Dalton, who just was – he was on fire. Yeah, he was. Or, he was. He was crazy. I can't, right. Dude, I'm getting so excited. We're like we're, – we're what? We're 
We're 13 days away from the conference tournament. Today is March 1st that this goes out. So we're, we're, we made it to March. Oh my God. We're 12 days away from the tournament starting. And, and then we're like, what? Three, three weeks away from March Madness starting. Like, so we're we're right here. Wait, can't wait. And we are going to break it down. Hardcore. Let's finish it off with the NFL off season. As we inch closer to, we are in March now, like I said, but we inch closer to, Free agency officially opening. We had some two cuts today. Uh, one with the Chiefs, Marquez Valdez Scantling. He was pivotal, pivotal uh, to pivotal. the Chiefs Super Bowl run. I mean, he was. He came up was with he, some really big catches. The you know the the first down to ice it against Baltimore. He had you know, a couple catches in the Super Bowl. Uh, I would say he was. I, I thought he played his role pretty good, and, and he didn't drop the ball. So he was okay. He, he improved on that. He dropped the ball several times during the year in key plays. I remember the one that was uh, the bomb that he dropped playoffs, out of the playoffs. He's I understand that. But you're talking about the guy who who had that unbelievable first down, you know, catch to, to seal the deal, and it was his only catch of the game. Well, he made million. He's trying to give the guy well, the benefit of the doubt. He got you, cut. You, he was, could return to the team possibly, but wasn't getting paid that much uh, this year. And I'm sure. 12 million. Yeah, I'm sure some other teams will look at him as well. He'll probably be a. Uh, I would say he'd be coveted this offseason. I think a lot of yeah. teams will look his way as a number look, two, number three option. MVS is going to get picked up. There's no doubt about it that somebody's going to pick him up, but he is not worth $12 million a year, not for the production yeah. that he's giving. Yeah. I was more – the other thing about Kansas City today that I thought was crazy is they basically said to Ladarius Need is that we're going to tag you, and if we can't come up with a deal, we're going to trade you. You're going to trade – a top three corner in the league. Like, I mean, your success this year was basically yeah. Sneed, you McDuffie, and Jones. Chiefs with their money situation right now. They're, they're trying to play it, you know, play it right. They got McDuffie who they got to pay soon too. Like, there's there's a lot of cap casualties on, on the Chiefs, which it's going to keep adding up and keep adding up. So if they can capitalize like they did, this is a similar scenario to Tyreek Hill. Why would you trade the best receiver in the league? They were successful without him. If you can get a first round pick. If you can get capital for Snead, capitalize on him now, not pay him, get a rookie. They still have shown that they can have success even with, you know, with, with getting rid of some of their best players. So that's just how it, good they are. It still bothers me and it will bother me till the end of time. Why can't the NFL figure out a way that teams who draft players, let them sign them and it not affect the cap. You know, or let let there be a piece of it that affects the cap. But like, it's just so silly that you can de- you can draft and develop somebody to be an all pro, and then you have to trade them because you can't afford anybody anymore. I, I just it, it bothers me. Part of the game. Well, to the uh, to the top three agents in yeah. going into uh, this offseason, we'll start with the tight end position. We went through quarterbacks, running backs, receivers. We'll go tight ends. There's a couple of them to talk about that will impact the market, and they should get paid this offseason. Number one to start off is Dalton Schultz. This is a big story because there was some confusion last year with Schultz. Apparently, the Chargers offered him a big-time deal. Uh, He declined it in hopes of turning out for more money and a longer-term deal. A lot of tight ends got signed in that time, and he was left for dead and had to go with a one-year deal with the Houston Texans. He had a pretty solid season. You know, he was injured for a little bit, but he showed that him and Stroud had a really good connection off the bat. And I still think Schultz is a really good pass catcher. Um, But 
you know, when, when you look at, at him and say, you know, he's not a great blocker. Um, he's strictly a, a vertical threat in the past game. You know, how much, you know, can, can Houston afford them? Cause their offense is young. Sure. They can, they can pay him and stick him to a long-term deal and, and be okay with that. But I'm wondering if they, they feel that with such a good quarterback now, they can go ahead and, and sign a cheaper one, draft one this year and be okay with the same production. Cause I don't know if Schultz is that elite tier. I yeah. think I think when the Cowboys moved on from him and Ferguson was even better than him, showed that maybe yeah. Schultz is an elite, but he's a starting caliber tight end, and I'm sure he'll get signed somewhere and be a starter on a team next year. Let, let's not forget that he had his best season with Dallas, right? That was 78 catches, 800 yards, and eight touchdowns. Good. Yep. Not Kelsey, no, not, not Kittle, top, right? I mean, five, not Andrews. And in the league, no. no. No, but this year he was hurt a lot. Only had 59 catches for 635 yards and five touchdowns. I, I think he's a good player. I'm not he's breaking the bank. No, and that's why I don't, th- I don't think te- the Texans will. Right. They had him on a one-year deal for $6 million. I'd I give him a three-year deal for 20. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's about all I'm giving him. Right. I, I don't think this guy deserves more than seven, $8 million a year. I really don't. So we'll, I think he'll move on to a new team. Another one you yeah. can see move on to a new team is Hunter Henry. Huge disappointment from from getting paid, you know, that contract that he went into free agency a couple of years ago. Yes, the quarterback play was horrible, and the offense as a whole was was pretty bad. But Hunter Henry was going into that offseason and that free agency period, and they were expecting him to possibly give top five tight end numbers. Um, and he was just – he just hasn't produced at all in that offense – and I think it's a mutual kind of parting of ways here because he doesn't fit. He hasn't fit with New England, but he's still a veteran that can go to another team where maybe they use him as a tight end one slash two with another guy, and he could have success there as well. But neither him or John U. Smith had success with the Patriots. I just think that offense in general was so screwed up and bad yes. that there really wasn't much of a chance. I mean, for me, I think Hunter Henry would be great in Cincy. You know, yeah. give him Joe Burrow. You know, it's a good one. I, first of all, right now, Cincinnati doesn't have one single tight end un, under contract this, you know, going into the year. So yep. they've got definite need there. You know, the Colts, you know, probably have some need. I, I don't think he's going to go back to New England, but I doubt what, it. What's what is New England's upgrade? Yeah, I, I think New England might just go younger and maybe draft one, but yeah. right, I just don't think he fits with the timeline. He hasn't fit with the offense. I just think. It would be either they pay him a lot because they want him to stay, but I I feel like he would want to move on too and try to go compete somewhere. Okay, but you've had in the last two years you've had Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, and Mike Gusecki all come to New England. What's the common denominator? They've all sucked. What's the common denominator? They don't have a quarterback to throw right. the ball so to him. I believe that you know, unless Hunter Henry is 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 talking to the front office and be like, oh, wait, we're going to go draft a QB. We got high hopes. Maybe that's enticing, but I just think at his age, they're on two different timelines, him and the team. I mean, if New England drafts Jaden Daniels or Drake May, don't you think that it becomes a little bit more attractive? It does. It does. It definitely does. And if he wants to play with a rookie and be there right now, top target, then maybe maybe that's something who, that he's up who, for. Who is a rookie quarterback's favorite person? Tight end. Tight end. Sure. So, so we'll see. I, I don't think it's I don't think it is completely out of the realm that he's back in New England. All right. 
No so Belichick, new quarterback. Him and Schultz are on different teams, both of them, next year. That's my okay. prediction. That's possible. As we go down the list, some more backup guys, I guess. Noah Font is up there. Is he still in the league? Broncos first-round picks never came out and and produced anything like that. Then he was traded to Seattle as part of the Russell Wilson trade. He, the thing about Font is I think the potential is there. He's just yep. never produced. He's such a no. big target. He has, you know, speed of a, a tight, that a tight end, you know, that everyone's looking for that can be like more of a wide receiver-esque. And he, he reminds me a lot of another guy on this list who's next, which is Gerald Everett. I think they're very similar players. They are what yep. they are tight ends that, that can line up and they are really fast and they are, you know, matchup nightmares against linebackers. Um, but they just yep. haven't produced. They just yep. haven't produced. And I think Everett, honestly, is the more enticing guy here because at least with him he's been a red zone threat with herbert and you see him cat you know have multiple uh you know double digit or double two touchdown plus games he's had them with yeah. herbert he's been a red zone target but outside of that there's no you know there's no 70 yard reception years for either of them uh you know they're, they've both been backups for most of the year and not not even top two targets on their respective offenses so th these are going to be maybe one year, two year prove it deals for both of them. Whoever signs, I could see Everett returning to the chargers, but for font, he's going to have to sign with an, probably another team and, and have a prove it year. If he's given that opportunity. Well, the thing I like about both of them is the size, right? I mean, they're both six, four, they're both around two fifty. They both have really good athleticism. Right. The problem, and the problem is Noah font, his best year was at Iowa. Right, I mean, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. He was it was incredible at Iowa. Incredible with, at Iowa. With Hawkinson, he, he was coming out, and we were expecting him to be better than Hawkinson. Yeah, right, we were expecting him to be the next George Kittle. Hawkinson in in college, he was better than yes, Hawkinson. And, and we were absolutely expecting him to be the next George Kittle, and he has not lived up to expectations. He just hasn't. But I, I think he has. He's young. He, he still young. He has the potential. I think a team should take a flyer. He's just going to have to have the opportunity to prove it. But isn't it amazing that he was traded in that trade for Russell Wilson, right? And the man never saw the damn field. There were times that we would be looking on the field and be like, this guy is on the sideline. You know, and Will Disley is playing See, over him. He hasn't had a tight end in years. That's that right. recognizable. So you that shows something that he has not in practice, in camp. He has not lived up to the hype at all. So Correct. it may be this might be his last year to prove it. And if not, he might be just done. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. This tight end class is not going to make or break no, any not. team. And the last the last couple ones are, you know, Austin Hooper, uh, Mike Isecki, two guys that I think are past, way past their primes. And, you know, probably at this point, again, our backups are blocking tight ends. And yep. they're, they're just not producing anymore at a high level to where you're going to see them make an impact on, on dude, an offense. Dude, Gasecki is good for two touchdowns a year, baby. Yeah. That's about it. And That's about did he even have two for New England this year? He he might have. I I, 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 I definitely remember, remember, I remember one. Remember drafting him as like a sneaky tight end in fantasy? Yeah. He was yeah. not sneaky at all. Sneaky bad. Sneaky. All right. Last player, I guess we'll talk about, which rounds out the offense. No really offensive lineman to talk about. However, there is one, which would be Tyron two. Smith. Well, two. Yeah. Tyron, Tyron Smith's the big one. Tyron Smith. Yeah. Obviously, long time, all pro, one of the best left tackles in NFL history. He's been a 
you know, incredible and just a, a cornerstone for the Cowboys through the Romo era, through Dak now, um, you know, fought injuries left and right, but even through injuries, he's still come back and he's still come back every year after, after multiple lower body injuries and still been a beast. So you, you have to look at him and say, he's, he's in his upper thirties. Now he's, he's probably got a year or two left of maybe, maybe one last year of being, of being elite at, at that left tackle position. And are the Cowboys going to continue to roll with that? Or are they going to, are they going to look to their, left guard slash left tackle they drafted tyler smith and are they yeah. ready to fully commit to move him to his actual actual position in, in left tackle so tyron smith is only 33 he's not so he's younger there he's so not, he, he still has yeah. a still has you know maybe maybe a year or two left of of being but this elite tackle the injuries have been piled up outrageous. every time no he bounces back he's not available he's played but he's playing half the year this year he was this year, yeah. there was one or two games he missed, but he played. And he, the, I feel like they, I, I think they even held him out of most practices this year. And he played and he was elite. So if you're telling me I can get that and get him back on a, on a one-year deal and keep signing to one-year deals until he's fully done, I still would take him. And I still would, would keep Tyler Smith and groom him at the left guard and, yeah. and wait till it's, it's worst case scenario, he's done, then, then move you know, Tyler Smith out there. Yeah, I listen. I if, if the money worked, I would keep Tyron Smith. If you need to pay Tyron Smith eighteen to twenty million dollars, there's no chance. There's no he's chance. Back in Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, there are probably a team out there too, especially when you look at some contender teams or teams that want to be contenders in their offensive line are holding them back. The Dolphins, the Bengals, uh, even the Chiefs, who yeah. have the two worst tackles, they still won the Super Bowl. We could see those teams take a one-year flyer deal and say, yeah, we'll, we'll give you the 20 mil, but it's one year, and we just want you to fill right. our tackle spot that we can't we, – we haven't been able to fill for years, and it's what's a part of what's holding us back. Yeah, well, obviously Donovan Smith is a free agent, so you know Kansas City would love to trade or, or swap Donovan Smith for Tyron Smith. Right. So there's no doubt about that. You're absolutely right. I mean, some of those teams you mentioned desperately need a left tackle, especially Miami who's probably going to – be done with Tyron Armstead because he can't stay healthy either. Yep. You know, but you know you're you are dealing with a guy who is not very unlikely. He's going to give you 17 starts. Very unlikely. Yeah. Very unlikely. Yeah. But you're gonna. I think he's worth the risk because yeah. he's been so damn good. Yeah. And then the other tackle oh. you have is Trent Brown, who's mm -hmm. been in and again in and out injuries. Has been a lead at times, but has bounced around now. Raiders, Patriots. Uh, another one that'll be sought after a big safe left tackle. That's gonna, you know, if, if he's on the field again is, is at times has been an all pro, but injuries, he's a really big guy. Uh, he's getting up there in age as well. Those are the two sought after tackles that, that will, you know, if, if their respective teams want to pay them the big bucks, they'll be back with their teams. But if not, there are teams out there that will, will take that risk. I mean, Trent Brown has not missed a meal in his life no, never. that He's is a big sometimes. big boy yeah so yeah I, look i think I, you know i i wouldn't pick him i wouldn't take him i think his best years are behind him you know there, there, there's other guys that are i think are a little bit more intriguing you know i mean again if another guy who could, if he could keep the injuries down i mean it's kind of the same scheme or same issue for all these 
offensive tackles, but Mechie Becton on, you know, I mean, that's six, seven, three sixty three frame, man. Oh, that, that's a, that's a, that's they a life size human he, being. He has been, has been pretty bad, you know, as, as a, as a pro so far. He was good until the injury started to mount. Right? right, and then you have Jonah Williams on, on uh, you know Cincinnati, uh, more of a right tackle than, mm-hmm. than a left tackle. But uh, you know, again, a guy who had a huge bad knee injury two years ago. These guys are all fighting the demons, you know, the demons. and the that demons. And, a common theme. Yeah, and and if you look across what Cam Fleming, George Font, like all the tackles, they're all guys that have had so many injuries. And that is why they're on the free Asian block. I have a, I have a theory. I think, I think Tyron Smith returns. I think him and the Cowboys have a respect for each other that he wants to remain here and win a championship here. Um, and I think Trent Brown, if you see, you could see the chiefs go one of two ways. If they get rid of Snead and they get, you know, they don't have to pay him. You could see them go big at, at tackle and get a Trent Brown and, and repair that or go after, like we said, a Mike Evans and get a receiver. But they're going to fix one of those holes, and they're going to come back probably even stronger next year for uh, for a, a three-peat. So keep an eye on the Chiefs. Did, where else did Trent Brown play? He didn't play for the Chiefs at one point? No, I don't think so. Really? Yeah. I, I, I need to look it up because uh, – No, nah, he didn't. I, I, Raiders, didn't. Patriots, then, uh, you know – There's another team. I, I, I believe he's still in the Patriots, but – Anyway, that's the offense. We'll come back next week. Everyone enjoy the weekend. You have a great – Yes, San Francisco's the team. You have a great Saturday slate for college, so keep it up as we are winding down and we enter March, and there's the last couple games of the regular season. So watch Saturday's games. There's some absolutely amazing ones. Um, And then we will come back next week, recap those, and talk defense or free agency. We are going to beat Iowa State. Let's do it. Let's do it. I I would do things for that win. Fair.